Welcome to the Men Made For More podcast, a show designed by men for men looking to get strong, feel confident, and live a high-performing life. As men, we face many challenges as we try and strive for a better life. We want to live a meaningful and confident life, but don't know where to start. You've lost your physical and mental edge that's keeping you from living out your full potential. You're tired of talking about doing big things, and you're ready to start living it. With the Men Made For More podcast, our goal is to teach you how to strengthen your body, your mind, and your purpose on your way to reaching your full potential. It's time to start living as the man you know you can be to help lift up those that matter most in your life. In this podcast, we'll leave no stone unturned as to what it takes to get out of your comfort zone and step into living a strong, confident, and high-performing life. We'll focus on the topics that matter most for helping you develop into the man you were made to be. Our goal is to not only build strong men physically, but to help coach and develop strong friends, sons, brothers, fathers, business owners, and professionals in every area of your life. I'm your host, Dr. Dave Paschkowski, proud husband, business owner, physical therapist, and strength coach with a passion for helping other men strengthen their body, their mind, and their purpose. Wherever you're at in your journey, remember that you're made for more. I'm excited to have you here with us today. Now let's dive into today's episode of the Men Made For More podcast. What's up, guys? Today we're talking all about the nervous system. And most guys are like, what N- nervous system? Was that even, what does that even mean? And most guys don't give a second thought to the power of their nervous system, let alone what it is or how much it controls just about everything when it comes to how we feel and how we perform. And a failure to not only be aware of this, but to actually address it will result in a significant decrease in your performance potential, both physically and mentally. So listen up today to learn the basics of what your nervous system is, why it's so important, and how to tap into the potential of unlocking it to work in your favor. And I know this isn't a, this isn't a topic that we tend to give a lot of merit to, even though we absolutely should. The nervous system controls everything, and this isn't going to go extremely in-depth to all of the, um, all of the uh, details of what the nervous system is and how it works, but just trying to give you guys a general overview here to give you a more understanding of how important the nervous system actually is. And more importantly, what are some things you can do to tap into that and see the performance benefits that can come along with it? So your nervous system, like I said, this controls just about everything. Uh, There's a couple parts of the nervous system, one being your CNS or the central nervous system. And this is made up of your brain and your spinal cord. So while this does have a big role in a lot of our, our motor functions, it, it also basically think of it as what's controlling the basic life functions, the things you don't have to think about. You don't have to remember to take a breath. You don't have to remember to have your heart pump blood to, the, to your body. You don't have to remember some of these, uh, these functions, these key functions that are happening behind the scenes. And you also have your peripheral nervous system, your PNS, and this is mainly nerves that travel all over the body. These are what innervate a lot of our muscles, innervate uh, different organs as well. And these can be further broken down into our sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. Now, these may be terms you've heard before. You may have heard the underlying effects associated with them. So sympathetic would be more of our fight or flight response. So sympathetic would be, uh, they say from a ancestral standpoint, sympathetic is the, you know, fleeing or fighting a a wild animal, a prey that's either we're trying to hunt or be hunted. And 
the parasympathetic nervous system is more the, what we call rest and digest. So this is when we're chilling out when we're eating. Now this does have a lot of important side notes there. We're not going to get too much into them, but sympathetic is something that we want when we're working out, when we're doing those things, we want the sympathetic response because that, uh, that shifts our physiology that pumps blood to the, to our, to our muscles and away from our digestion that makes us perform better. But that's not a state we want to be in chronically where a lot of people find themselves chronically in the sympathetic state where they're always heightened. They're always on edge. And that creates all sorts of problems when it comes to long-term health. Now, parasympathetic, again, that's a state where if we're in a sympathetic state and we're trying to do parasympathetic activities, that's where things get crossed up. Our nutrition doesn't get absorbed as well. And there's a lot of other factors with that, that have mentioned in previous shows. And so I'm not going to get into the, the nitty gritty of this, but just want to give you guys a general overview to see how much the nervous system really plays a role in. Now, as it relates to performance, and we're talking mainly physical performance here, we're talking mainly the gains you're seeing in the gym, your workouts and those things, but this has such a carryover too, to the mental side of things and the mental performance that you're seeking as well. Now, muscles are only going to be as powerful as the signal that's sent from the brain. And why is this so important is we tend to train muscles and we don't train our nervous system. Think about doing a bicep curl. Think about doing a squat, a bench press. We're targeting specific muscles, but we're not taking into account the nervous system. Now, when I say muscles only as powerful as the signal sent from the brain, that is saying that we're only as powerful as our brain allows us to be. And we're going to get into the, what this, what this means and how to apply it later on. But the, if your brain doesn't feel safe, if it doesn't feel protected, if, and we'll get into all the factors later on, but if, if these things aren't present, then it's going to actually inhibit your strength. It's going to inhibit your performance and limit your ability to perform at the best you can. A lot of times when we first start working out, you'll notice that there's all these muscular gains. There's all these improvements in the weight you're putting on the bar. And we see this in, in novice lifters and people when they start working out, they'll make these huge jumps week to week and they just continue to get stronger, continue to get stronger. Now this shows that strength is not purely muscular because Muscular improvements, true hypertrophy does not happen that quickly. It does not happen as quickly as we see uh, with some of these athletes, with people working out. When they're first starting training, they're making these huge progress. And they're, they are getting stronger. They're moving more weight. But they're not, from a muscular standpoint, actually getting stronger. Their body's just getting better at the timing and the recruitment of muscles. So that's an important thing to, to note, an important thing to start to understand this, because the nervous system, the brain... All that determines which muscles are being used, how much recruitment of those muscles are being used. And the more efficient that becomes, you can be stronger because you'll properly and more quickly recruit all the right muscles that you need to for a given task. But also you'll be more efficient where you're not wasting energy recruiting muscles that don't need to happen. And that's what we see a lot of times when people are starting out, they'll just, they're, they're tensing up everything, they're doing everything. And as you move more and learn more, you find out exactly which areas need to be activated, which areas need to be strengthened. And this is happening mostly behind the scenes, uh, but there are ways to train this as well. Because the longer we do train, the more we work on these things, the more efficient this process comes. And this is a a big reason this nervous system versus muscular is a big reason why uh, they've seen that just training high rep squats or high rep Olympic lifts do not carry over to necessarily improving in a 400 meter 
400 meter sprint or endurance event. And that's because there's different muscle requirements being used. There's different pathways for that, even though physiologically might be training similar, similarly, it doesn't have that same carryover because you're not training the nervous system in the activity of sprinting in that example. Now we'll get to the the practical takeaways here really soon. I don't, I don't want to lose you guys on, on some of the, uh, you know, some of the X's and O's of this, but another key thing to keep in mind is that our nervous systems, specifically our central nervous system, our CNS controls fatigue controls things like overtraining and fatigue is not local to the given area. This is why if you do something like a true one rep max or one rep event or an athletic event, you do something, you know, a hard workout multiple days in a row, your body just feels trashed. And that's not just muscular. And that's the level of our nervous system. And that's why you feel so lousy. You feel drained. You try focusing, you can't focus. And that's where overtraining can be dangerous. And the interesting thing with this is that they found that the fatigue is not local to the given area. So they've done different tests where uh, you do a bunch of bicep curls on one side and then they check the strength of your calf and the strength of your calf, even though not related is actually multiple levels weaker and more fatigued. And that shows that the nervous system is controlling our soreness. The nervous system is controlling our performance. So it's impossible to neglect that when we say, if you're training hard day in, day out, even if you think you're switching up the muscle groups and uh, training upper body, lower body and different body parts, it's still having an effect on your body as a whole. Now, a couple other areas that this comes into play and are really important is a concept of radiation. And this is popular in the, the strong first world. Uh, Pavel Tatsuini, he, uh, he helped to kind of make this popular, make this mainstream through, through his teaching and through his influence on strong first of things like squeezing your grip harder, creating tension in other areas of your body can help a shoulder press on the opposite side. And same thing with squats, same things with planks, same things, whatever the movement is, if you're creating more full body tension in other areas of your body, you can actually further improve the performance. You can actually see strength gains, which are going to help you build more muscle over time, help you push more weight. And it's just fascinating things that if you guys want to look into more of that radiation would be where you can go look to uh, seek that out more and find, find some specific examples of that. Now, when it comes to flexibility as well, this plays a role. We have what we call PNF stretching, contract, relax, stretching, uh, similar concepts that if you take a joint to its end range of motion, and if you contract into that, so say you're, you're on your back, you lift your hamstring up as far as you can, you start to feel a stretch. If you push your hamstring, push that leg down into a doorway into someone else who's helping you stretch and then you relax off that your body can actually stretch further and you're not all of a sudden lengthening your muscle physiologically but you're taking off the the break if you will of what's limiting your flexibility so there's ways whether your goal is flexibility whether your goal is uh, weight loss and looking good whether your goal is getting stronger this has so many so much carryover to so many important and key areas so I think it's easy to see how important the nervous system is, but I know that most people, they just don't care. They don't know about it. They, uh, they don't realize that this can be a secret to taking your performance to the next level. And it's essential that your training starts reflecting this and protecting this. And I see this a lot in, so within our physical therapy clinic, I see this a lot as it relates to a pain specifically had someone, uh, someone I'm currently working with, with a history of chronic back pain and 
been told by everyone that he shouldn't be training, shouldn't be doing this, been told all these negative stories for so long about how you can't slouch at all, you can't squat down, you should never lift anything, you should never, all these things that I won't get on a tangent because that's a, a whole separate conversation are simply not true and our body's resilient. And what found those when uh, this guy came in to work with, work with me, he he had what we, what I tell him is, uh, he had, he had the brakes on. So he was trying to push the gas in different areas, but he was riding with the brake on and that brake comes from nervous system and it's a subconscious thing. It's not conscious, but because he had been told so much of this, that these movements were bad, that his back was so bad, his body actually learned to not produce as much force, learned to, uh, not move as well to lock up certain areas of mobility, to not allow strength to be the way that it could because there was a fear of re-injury. And if I do this, if my muscles allow me to contract this way, I will get hurt was this story that was in, uh, that was being told over and over again that actually created physiological changes. Now, simply by showing him the right way, making his body feel protected, showing him that his body is resilient, setting him up for success. His progress has been amazing over the course of six weeks. He's made way more strength improvements than are physiologically possible from a, a true muscular standpoint. But all that is, is releasing the brake, taking that off and letting the body work the way that it needs to. Now, another, uh, if you guys want to look from the performance side of things, go check out Westside Barbell. Uh, there are a lot of the influences of band work and their dynamic effort work and using chains, a lot of explosive jumps. Those things are, uh, they were, you know, kind of on the front end of taking power lifters and not just training heavyweight, heavyweight, heavyweight. They added speed into it. They added these different things that help to train muscularly for sure, but also train the nervous system as well. So from both the performance side of things, from the pain standpoint side of things, this can apply to your work life, your home life. There's a lot of things that uh, we can address to do this. And I want to get into a couple of those things here today for you guys. So like I mentioned before, some, I want to talk some practical tips of, okay, what, like, what does this all mean? That's great. The nervous system is important, but how do I apply this? First off, safety is key. So like I mentioned before, your body craves to feel safe. Your nervous system craves to feel protected and your body will only generate power when it feels safe to do so. So if it has feelings of danger, you'll actually inhibit your strength output. And they've seen this. I, I can look at the study. I remember finding back in PT school though, there's, they found that people with shoulder injuries actually had limited grip strength when the shoulder was in a position of vulnerability. So, uh, the, uh, the study was looking at, so they had normal, they tested their grip strength, squeezing something as hard as they can. And their grip strength was totally normal within when the arm was at the side, but when they moved the arm up overhead, compared to a control group that didn't have these shoulder injuries, their grip strength was greatly limited up in that overhead position. Now their grip didn't get weaker just cause it's up overhead, but because the body didn't feel protected up in that overhead position, arms up overhead, body senses danger, then it limits the ability to grip as much. Why is that? It's a safety thing. It doesn't want you carrying a heavy load overhead. If you don't have the ability to properly stabilize your shoulder. And these are, these are things that we can apply to a lot of areas because what will limit feelings of safety? Instability. Think uh, instability at a shoulder joint, hip joint, low back is common. The feet are common. These are all reasons why 
this instability, this underlying instability. And we see this all the time in people that we work with. There's this instability that's causing them to not perform as well. And then other areas tighten up. Other areas seem stiff. Other areas don't work as well as they need to. Pain kicks in. And that's all because the body does not feel protected to be able to perform that. New movements can cause this. If you've ever done a new movement and found yourself shaking like crazy, uh, that can be due to your body figuring out like, what the heck's going on? I'm, 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 this is new. I'm trying to protect against this. And that's why if you've never lifted heavy, it's going to be hard to lift heavy because your body is guarding against that. Your body hasn't opened up the floodgates, taken off the brakes, if you will, to be able to do that. Uh, lack of training ap- adaptation. Uh, so I was just speaking on if uh, your body needs to trust if you're doing sprinting, if you're trying to lift heavy, if you're trying to perform that way, your body has to build up to feeling protected to do so. Now, another huge one, another underlying thing behind this, your beliefs. You ask questions like, will this hurt? Will this be hard? Will I hit this lift? And these are things that might not be, you're not consciously thinking these things, but if you have a perception that every time you deadlift, you pick up a barbell off the floor, your back hurts the next day, you're increasing likelihood that your back's going to hurt the next day. If you think you're going to miss a lift and if you guys ever competed in sport, if you ever didn't have the confidence and didn't think you could do that, there's a greater likelihood that you're going to miss that lift or miss that shot or miss whatever that is because that greatly influences how we're moving and how we're performing. Now, another takeaway I want you guys to have from this is you want to be training specifically to your movement needs. So this is for people that are are pushing performance. If you're training for power, you have to hit speed, the speed and the load required to make that happen. If you're trying to improve your one rep max on your back squat, you can't just do leg press and expect this to happen. There is a degree of specificity because even though leg press in theory is training all the same muscles, it does not have the same underlying demands of how the core and how the legs are working together, what muscles are doing, you're in a different position. All these things become really important. Next thing I want you guys to keep in mind, you have to continually be challenging your nervous system. And this can happen through, we do this a lot with stability and mobility work. This is something that is greatly lacking in anyone's program I I work with and people that come in to see us, they're missing this key thing. And this doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to take up a lot of time, but this can be either on off days, as warm-ups, as supersets in between movements, working in some key stability and mobility work can unlock your nervous system and allow you to actually produce more force, perform better without changing anything just by making your body uh, click together and really function the way that it should. This can also happen, this challenge can also happen through things like bands, like chains, increasing depth on a, a deadlift or a squat, changing the speed of the movement. And this can also happen through exploring new movement patterns. Now, one of, there's a really uh, cool thing, and I was going to talk about it later, but I'll get to it right here because it's a good point for it, is that these different things like crawling patterns, like moving, like getting around on the floor, different, the, the play type movements, just organic type fluid movements can really open up the, uh, the performance in other areas, can allow you to actually generate more power, generate more force because these things are connecting your core, connecting your body together, connecting your nervous system. Now, another few more takeaway points I have here. Train fast more than you train slow. If your goal is to prioritize the nervous system, there is some degree of you got, you got to lift heavy, you got to move some weight, and you have to train fast. 
And most people don't realize the speed that's needed on these lifts to really build these new neural pathways. And if you watch some of the best Olympic lifters out there, Olympic lifters are a great example about this because you talk about people that can produce insane amounts of force. Go watch some of the best Olympic lifters. It's done at such a high speed. It's done with such high force. And this can only be happened by training that way. If they don't continuously train that way, they're not going to be able to continue to build in that way. And that comes from lifting heavy and it comes from lifting weights fast and ideally a combo of the two. But this shows that the importance is not always going heavier. Some people think they have to be adding five pounds every single week to their, their main lift. And if you're moving that weight slower and slower, if you're adding more weight, but you're not proportionally lifting with a lot of speed, that's not going to actually make you stronger. You want to sometimes work at those submax weights, lift it super fast, super efficient with good tension, and that's going to create some incredible improvements over time. Now, this is a, a practical takeaway that sounds obvious, but prioritize the nervous system. Like I talked about the, at the start of the show, you can't keep thinking in terms of training muscles and training muscle groups. You have to start thinking of how is your nervous system responding? And there's a, a, a popular saying out there for people when, and this is more related to usually core stability, but say you can't fire a cannon out of a canoe. And this is usually used for when we talk core stability or improving the core, but this is related to this because for the nervous system to feel protected, for it to feel strong, you need to integrate your core to your extremities. And these are three of the things I talked about earlier, like crawling, carries, chops and lifts, other things that create more connection and improved performance. And that can greatly improve people's strength. Have have seen this firsthand plenty of times of by not changing anything other than creating that connection, people's strength improvements have improved, power outputs, vertical jumps, those things like that can all improve. All right, getting, getting towards the end here, guys. This is an important last piece. Last takeaway I got for you guys is make sure you're training subconsciously as well. This is, sounds a little woo-woo. It sounds a little, you know, for some people, this whole idea of visualization, affirmation, and self-talk. But all these things are extremely important to perform at a better level. And they've, they've shown this in athletic, uh, athletic feats and events that by using visualization, by picturing yourself going through the task, that you can actually see physical improvements. You can actually improve your ability to perform at a given task simply by visualizing yourself going through it. Now, this is used by high-level athletes. It's used by professional athletes. And we can take a lot from this. We can apply this to our physical fitness. If that's your main goal, you can apply this to your work life, to your home life, to relationships. By doing these things, by reinforcing these things, you can actually change your physiology, change your state. Think about this in terms of the last time you, you were down, you're slouched over, you're, you're frowning, life isn't good. You can change that by pulling yourself up, sitting with tall posture, smiling, saying hello to someone and giving them a big smile. It's hard to feel down when you're doing those things. And there's a, a lot of underlying reasons of, of why that could happen. But just realize that there is power in, in these types of mental strategies that can greatly improve how your body is working. So that's a, a lot of threw at you guys today. That's a, a loaded topic. I tried keeping it low-level basic as I could, but uh, I'm sure there's, there's maybe some confusion. Don't hesitate to reach out if you guys 
have any specific questions as you're listening through it, you reach out to me on Instagram, uh, reach out to me through email and get a hold of me. And I would be happy to answer any of those, those questions because this is a loaded topic and there's so much that goes into this. But with our whole body, it's, it's controlled by our nervous system. This is something that want to hammer home because it's that important. And there's an episode I did earlier, episode 10, maybe somewhere around there, one of the earlier guest episodes with Drew Gallagher. We get into a lot of this because he's really big on that. And that would be a great one to go back and listen to as well because we really dive deep into the difference between training nervous system and training your muscles. But if you continue to train only focusing on muscle and you're not taking into account how the nervous system controls what your muscles are able to do, you're going to greatly limit your performance. Instead, by focusing on your nervous system first, you'll be setting yourself up to perform better than ever before. Take some of those takeaways uh, that we talked about. If you guys have specific questions, make sure to reach out. And uh, even better, if you guys want to set up a call, have, uh, have the link in the show notes here for programming audits that I've been doing through after past week. I'm going to continue to put that link out there. If you guys have specific questions that relate to your training or maybe something altogether, uh, go ahead to that link and we can set up a call. I uh, can look at your program and see if you're actually doing this. Some people don't even know how to do this or where to start. So if you guys want to talk more about it, go ahead and head to the link in the show notes uh, for a free programming audit. Be happy to uh, look at your program and see if there's any places where you can improve in this area. So make sure to take advantage of that. If you guys do have questions, thanks for listening. In. I know there's a lot in this topic, but go ahead and try and apply this. Take one strategy, take it and run with it. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Men Made For More podcast. I hope you found today's show valuable and that you have some actionable strategies you can apply to your life today. If this is your first time listening, thanks for being here. The aim of this podcast is to provide a ton of the best possible content to help you grow in your journey to becoming the best version of yourself. If you enjoyed the podcast and found it helpful, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review. These subscriptions and reviews help other like-minded men discover the podcast and take the next step in strengthening their body, their mind, and their purpose. If you're a regular listener, I can't thank you enough for investing in yourself in this show. Please make sure to share this with a friend or post on social media and tag me with your favorite part from today's show. If you haven't already, make sure to join the Men Made For More Facebook group to be a part of a community of like-minded men that are elevating their game and living for more by searching Men Made For More on Facebook. Keep challenging yourself, growing, and know that it's okay to get out of your comfort zone and know that you're made for more. Thanks for listening and see you guys soon.